the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. (laughs) Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Here with Joe Ferraro, we're coming to you live from Porky's. Original barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. It's a great way to start the weekend, lunch at Porky's. We have a great show for you today. In fact, we will be speaking with national champions on our program today. Of course, I'm speaking about the Apopka Blue Darter Boards Bowling Team, who have we already know are three-time state champions in the state of Florida. Well, now they added another title and another trophy to the trophy case, national champions in an exciting, dramatic tournament that they conquered over the weekend held at Sawgrass Lanes in Tamarack, Florida, down in the Fort Lauderdale area. On just a moment, we're going to go to Demetrius Virgos and Petey Virgos, uh, leader of the Apopka Blue Darter program. Of course, Petey is a two-time individual boys bowling champion in the state of Florida. And uh, Before we go to Demetrius, I want to let you know our program is sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Find out more at fladoor.com and tell them you're an Apopka Blue Darter. Now let's go to national champion bowler Petey Virgos and his dad, Demetrius Virgos. Demetrius, thanks for joining us today. Hey, buddy. Thank we- and Petey, thank you for joining us. And, okay, um, Demetri, just tell us about this dramatic uh, national championship that was won in very dramatic fashion on t- Sunday. Well, we um, we made the trip to uh, Fort Lauderdale. It was the inaugural event. Um, USBC just put it on this year. Uh, they never did have this tournament before to recognize a high school national champion, like on a national level. Um, most of all the states have... A program in their state where the boys become state champions. So they're doing it to get more awareness for high school bowling. So this inaugural event, we went down there. There were singles competition, uh, and some of our boys did really well in that. Uh, one of them finished in the top 10, another one in the 14th spot, I believe it was Keith Orton and Nick Moyer. And all the other boys competed in it. But then uh, the, 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 uh, story was the team event uh we uh you know being a highly touted team and winning three straight state championships and having a, um, an individual state champion two years in a row on the team obviously we had kind of a bullseye on our back and people were looking at us and everybody wanted to take us down and you know i don't know if our boys just were flat or what but for the it seemed like every round we were getting in by two or three or four pins and uh they just seemed kind of down, and uh, it just seemed like when we got to the semifinals and we made it in, 
and we got to the finals, uh, they just started bowling like their old selves, and they pulled it out. You know, and it was very exciting, and uh, you know, it's a big thrill for these guys. They're going to get rings, uh, national championship rings, and um, it's it's amazing that you know that we, we won the state championship this team last November. That these guys stuck together and practiced for this event, and they wanted it that bad, and now they reached their goals and they they got their what they wanted. So it was it was a really nice time. And we're going to go to Petey Virgos in just a moment. A member. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go to Keith Horton actually. Um, but I, let's mention all the guys right off the top. We've got, of course, uh, the head coaches, Coach Todd Hauser. Assistant coaches Bud Endicott, who was instrumental in developing these guys at the youth bowling level over at Brunswick Kiva Lanes, and also um, assistant coach um, Doug Campbell as well, who's been instrumental in developing these fellows. And the team is, includes Nick Moyer, Kiefer Cope, Alex Highfield, Gage Stelling, Pete Virgos, and Keith Horton. And those guys are who we are honoring today on our program, the 2016 United States High School Bowling National Champions. Now, Demetrius, can you uh, let's go to Keith Horton right now? Keith, congratulations on being a national champion, and tell us briefly um, your impressions uh, in the ma- aftermath of the big championship victory on Sunday. Oh, thank you very much. I just really, I just bowled my game and let the team. Do what we know best to do and just bowl. And we did that and we won nationals and it was a lot more than state. It was a lot more than crying because we just won first in state, but it was a lot more than that because now we're the best high school team in the nation. So it was really rewarding to practice all of that and be able to come back and win. An amazing accomplishment. And let's uh, we'll stay with Keith Horton. And once again, you guys seem to have a real flair for the dramatic. Several of your state championships, you've had to come from behind, and in some cases dramatically behind in the early day, from the, you know, in the early days of the tournament. And to, to finish with a flourish to win, and a similar situation happened at the Nationals. Can you just talk about the process of, of the team falling behind and then having to, to fight your way back all the way back to, to win it, literally on, on, the, on the, I guess the, last, uh, the, the last throw? Well, we really just, we knew where we were standing, and we knew we had to make the best shots we possibly could to be able to climb up the ladder and win. Now let's go to Demetrius Virgos, his son, Petey Virgos, who is a two-time individual state champion in Florida, literally um, got the winning uh, strike at the end. He got a strike and a spear, had to get a strike and a spear at the la- at the end, and, and he was able to get it. He got it to, to win the championship. But uh, Demetrius, kind of bring us up to date there right at the end because it got very incredibly dem- dramatic, incredibly intense, incredibly uh, pressure-packed. And just tell us about that last sequence where we were able to, to get the championship. Well, you know, and I, I have a hard time remembering what frame it was. And I don't know if Keith could remember, but 
There was a frame, and I don't know if it, it, it was in the final four. And I don't, I can't remember if it was in the final or if it was in the semifinal. I believe it was in the semifinal where we Gage selling through a split, and it totally deflated us. I mean, we looked at that and we we're like, "Good God, there's no way we can." You know, now we're done because it was so tightly contested there. I did that. You know, you could a mere one or two pins or an open would just steal your fate. And I mean, I just buried my head down on the table. I wasn't watching. Uh, and about thirty seconds later, I heard all our people yelling and screaming. And Gage had converted. I mean, it's one of the most difficult splits, probably after the seven ten. You know, and he had converted it, and it just it, I mean, it went from deflated to elated. I mean. We, it, it, and then it really pumped the boys up, and um, and from then on, I mean, you know, these guys, especially uh, you know, Keith was on the money. Uh, you know, Kiefer Copy was leading off; he was on the money. I mean, we had our trials and tribulations and the rounds leading up to it. Like I told you, you know, we were we were only getting in by three pins or four pins, and. And then, you know, we were just like a real menial, uh, average team. We did enough to stay into it. But when our boys got down to the end and they saw the last four teams standing, including themselves, and they saw who their opponent was in front of them and what they needed to do, it seemed like they just kicked it into a whole nother gear and took them out. And uh, it, it was great. It's a great teamwork, great coaching, great parent support. Um, you know, the coaches, I have to mention, you know, um, this isn't anything that the school paid for. Uh, you know, we, we paid our own entry fees. Um, the coaches paid their own lodging, their own transportation, their own food. I mean, they, these three coaches did it for these kids. And uh, we do thank Coach uh, Hauser and uh, Campbell and Endicott for taking a weekend of their time and, and, and absorbing the expense to help our kids realize a dream. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, we'll have to try to get some people to help help reimburse you guys definitely cuz uh you know, don't want you guys having to pay your own way for a, a great national championship victory to bring back to a, a popka. We'll talk about that more later. But we're speaking with Demetrius Virgos, uh, owner of and co-founder of co-owner of Sheila Auto Repair along with his brother Odysseus Virgos, also the father of PD Virgos, a member of the our Apopka Blue Darter Boys Bowling National Championship team. We're also speaking with Keith Horton, who is a member of the national championship team and, of course, the state championship, three state championship teams as well. Um, Now, Keith, can you talk about um, the – you've got three state championships we do, and you had mentioned uh, briefly earlier about the difference in – a competition. Can you talk about the just the, the the difference in competition and competing for a national championship and competing for uh, state championships? I don't think he uh, heard you. Is is Keith still on the line? Yeah, is Keith still there? What what's the question? Okay, Demetrius. Uh, uh, I think Keith. What Roger asked you is, uh, what, what what is the difference uh, that you feel between? Uh, winning the national championship as opposed to the state championship? Well, there's a lot more to nationals because it's a told a two, they're two totally different tournaments because there's two totally different competitions. Because when you get into state, 
you know what competition you have. And then once you get into nationals, you have no idea because these are teams from all around the U.S. coming to compete and win the nationals. So it was it was a real different switch from state going to nationals. And now back yeah, to and you know, I think Roger, uh, you know, uh, Keith hit on something there because when we when we bow all year long. Um, you know, we tend to keep up with teams. We hear we hear the rumors and the gossip. You know, there's a team down in Miami that's lighting it up. Uh, there might be a team across the two counties, like Haggerty or something, that's doing something. And uh, you know, when we get to the states and we get over there, we've kind of uh, I don't know if you want to call it a scouting report, but our coaches sometimes our coaches will go to a match. Uh, they'll go to the opposing uh, another district match because they're not always on the same days to go and see. The other team, so we got we got a pretty good idea of who we're bowling against, and and like he said, uh, there was a team with from Wisconsin that there was like six Tom Brady's on the team, or like from football. I mean, they were they were it didn't seem like they had one bowler on that team that was an entry level bowler, and uh, they were scary. And uh, and the, the team that we beat in the finals, Rio Rancho, they were scary too. But we had no insight on these guys. We didn't know. Who was their go-to guy? And we didn't know who was their setup guy, and so it, it does leave that that thought of you know who are we bowling against today? You know, absolutely a whole nother level of competition, a much higher level, and the result is our guys came back with the hardware. We're speaking with members, and our topic is the now national champion Apopka Blue Darter boys bowling team recently acquiring that crown over the weekend at the United States Bowling Congress High School National Championships. We're going to go to a break shortly. When we come back, we'll continue to talk bowling on Blue Darter Sports Central. I do want to let you know also we're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. Come on up and join us after the show and get your weekend started off on the right foot at Porky's Original Barbecue. Apopka also want to let you know Thank our sponsors over at Florida Door Solutions. Florida Door Solutions gives back. Florida Door Solutions supports Apopka High School, Apopka Blue Daughter Sports, and Apopka Little League. Find out more at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. Coming up to Porky's for lunch. Get your weekend started off right. We're talking bowling on Blue Darter Sports Central today. Of course, we are celebrating, helping to celebrate Popka's first national championship. The Blue Darters claimed the United States Bowling Congress High School National Bowling Championship over the weekend at Sawgrass Lanes in Tamarack, Florida, and we're speaking all about it, talking all about it on our program today. We have Demetrius Virgos on the line of Sheila Auto Repair, also the father of Petey Virgos, leading the two-time individual state bowling champion in the state of Florida and of course also a member of the 2015 championship team 
And, uh, in fact, Petey uh, threw a spear and a threw a, a couple, of, you know, really helped to win right at the end. A strike and a spear right at the end to bring home that championship. And Keith Horton is joining us as well. Before we go back to the guys, I want to once again acknowledge every player and coach on the team. Of course, head coach Todd Hauser, assistant coach Bud Endicott, Nick Moyer, Kiefer Kopi, Alex Highfield, Gage Stelling, Pete Virgos, and Keith Horton. Keith Horton's joining us on the program right now over the phone. And assistant coach Doug Campbell. Now let's go back to Keith and Demetrius. Uh, Joe had a question for you guys. Hey, you, uh, Demetrius, you probably know the answer to this as well as Keith. You know, it's a national championship. How many teams were in the field and how far, how many states were represented? Uh, and You know, I, was, I wasn't there the first day for the singles and stuff to see how many teams were there. Um, the boys might know better than me because uh, I want to say it was around. Was it around twenty boys? I don't know. I know they took the top twelve, and then they broke down to the top eight, and then the top four, and then the top two. Well, why don't you talk about? Because we talked off the air about just the, and Keith talked about this in general terms, but the level of competition, and talk specifically about some of the, the sure. top teams that were there. And you know, we got down to the, uh, like a final four, just like in the basketball final four. Um, talk about some of these other teams and, and their culture and where they came from. Well, there was a, there was a team. There, there was one from Texas. There was one from Wisconsin. Uh, that I that these are the teams that really stand out. They were uh, they were really really good. Uh, the the Rio Rancho team from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, we had a team. Uh, I, I want to say there was a team from uh, from Indiana. I mean, some of the kids might know. I know we got the kids on the line, um, but those are the teams that really stood out to me. They were just really powerful teams. They, they just looked like college teams. I mean, they were. We were looking at them, especially that team from Wisconsin. Boy, I'll tell you. I mean, I wanted to beat them really bad because they were good and they knew they were good and they were kind of cocky, but. Uh, our boys knocked them out, which made me feel good. At that point, I didn't yeah. care what place we finished because those guys just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> but anyway, that was just me. I just told the boys, please knock them out. But they were really, really talented. I mean, they were super bowlers. And, I mean, it seemed like every time they threw the ball, it was a strike, and it was really discouraging. Well, Joe had some comments about that, about the Wisconsin team. Oh, yeah. You know, it surprises me. They had nothing else to do in Wisconsin other than, you know, make cheese and ice fish. So I guess bowling <laughs> come natural for them. So that's why they're so it, good, huh? It, 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 let's talk a little bit more because that's one of the things that, that I've learned from talking to you guys over the years is it's a highly competitive atmosphere. Sure it is. And each of these teams, especially the teams, even right here in Central Florida, the schools – that have good bowling have their own unique culture. You know, each each school kind of has their own, uh, their fan base has its own characteristics, if you will. Uh, usually uh, one thing that they seem to have in common, they're all very loud and passionate, enthusiastic, and one of the one of the residual things about these matches is that oftentimes the fans uh, get into some uh, you know, vocalizing with, with not only supporting their teams, but maybe vocalizing back and forth between each other. So, 
let's. I'd like to hear from you guys. Just just talk about about the atmosphere uh, of of the national tournament, and also who is we have who is we have Pete now. I mean, uh, Keith Horton. Is there anybody else there on the line? Uh, I'm here. Is Keith Take on more. the line. Gage, Gage, and Keith are here. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So I can't see you guys, so you know, <laughs> I, it's helpful to know that. Um, okay, you guys. <laughs> Let's hear from uh, Gage and um, and Keith Moyer. Just talk about uh, the you know the the competition there. Who talk about some of these teams and you know the challenges that you had you had to beat these guys. Anybody? Or I'll I'll just I'll keep talking. Okay. Um, uh, you want me to? We're talking yeah. about the um, national championship of a Popka Blue Daughter Bowling. Um, we went out to Fort Lauderdale over the weekend and at the Sawgrace, Sawgrass Lanes in Tamarack, Florida, which is near Fort Lauderdale. It was the first uh, tournament ever, a national championship tournament hosted by the United States Bowling Congress and our Apopka Blue Garter Bowling team, which I've heard a rumor that some of them are on the line with us uh, to right now. It's just a rumor. <laughs> uh, came home with me? national championship hardware. So, um, I don't yeah, even know if can we, we, we can hear you, Keith. Keith, can you hear us? Yeah. Wonderful. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I believe yes. I believe Keith or Nick and Gage and Keith are on the line, all four of them. But you guys got to uh, just, just speak up speak up a little bit. We're all here. Roger, got to hear you. Okay, I'm here. Okay. Um, one of the questions that was field to you guys, uh, and any one of you could really uh, answer this, was, Talk about the competition that you you know you faced out at this national championship. Talk about some of the teams, some of the guys that stood out. Um, well, we started off, and with the competition was much more difficult than the state level was. Is we had the best teams in the nation come to compete against us, and um, Rio Rancho from New Mexico was. Definitely a difficult team to play. Uh, Sun Prairie from Wisconsin. Sun Prairie Cardinal. Yeah, the Cardinal. They were leading the entire tournament until the very last day. Well, I didn't realize they were Prairie Cardinals. You said I was calling them Prairie Dogs all weekend. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> they were leading. By the Cardinals were leading by like 400. They are like beating everybody by four or 500. We were very fortunate to make the last cut and be able to knock them out. I feel like what their mindset was going in, once scores wiped going in the final four, they, because when they had those 500 pin, that 500 pin lead, they felt like, oh, they could do whatever and it wouldn't make a difference. I feel like they got pressure put on them once pins dropped and they actually had to bowl and they worried about what they did and they just, they worried too much and it got to them. That just, that's an excellent point. point that Gage makes because, you know, when we got to the Final Four, all the pins that carried over throughout the tournament vanished. So our boys just looked at that like, you know what? You know, Coach Hauser told them in the huddle, you guys have been here, you've done this before, this is your time, you guys just go out there and do what you do. And the one thing about these kids, uh, I mean, the, you know, I'll tell you, you know, just like any team, these guys don't always agree on things. They won't agree about how to practice or when to practice or this and that. But let me tell you, when it comes time to pull together, these kids, 
they just there's something special about them. You know, they got each other's back. They love each other. You know, they're friends. And then you know, no matter what, it just seems like they get to a certain point through all these championships and all these things that they've won together. There's a certain level of intensity that they hit where where they're clicking on all cylinders, and it's just something I can't even describe that they work so hard for each other. Everybody on this team this weekend was a part of that championship. I mean, one of those guys missing. Uh, we wouldn't have won that championship. Everybody, I can I can remember that all during the weekend. There's something that one of them did that made us move from one round to the next. So uh, that's what just makes it all that much more rewarding. The three state championships, going on to the national championship, um, and and some of the talent that we have. I mean, this Keycourt kid, you know, he he doesn't. This kid just fishes. He doesn't. He doesn't even bowl when there's no bowling season. I've never seen anything like it. He comes. He practices very minimally. This guy, it, I, he'd be some kind of monster. My son says if he would practice every day, he'd probably be out on tour already. Um, you know, Nick was just solid, really solid. Kiefer was leading us off. Um, you know, Alex was there. Alex and Kiefer were rotating fifth and sixth men all year long. But Alex is there, and Alex is a big part of it, too, because he helped push Kiefer. Uh, Kiefer helps push Alex. And, um, you know, and Gage, Gage is Gage. He's setting up P forever all the time. And that split that Gage converted, I mean, if, if Gage doesn't convert that split, Pete doesn't have to worry about making a strike or a spare in the last spring in the championship. So it was awesome. The the split that I picked up was in the finals. It was the second game of the finals. Okay, yeah, I can remember. Yeah, it was the second game of the finals, and it was a three seven nine. I yeah, it was the, a crazy the, thing. I know. I know when you missed it. I, I told Roger I buried my head in the table. I'm like, because I know that game was really close. And then I, I wasn't even looking, and then I heard everybody screaming, and I couldn't believe. It. I looked at Doug, and Doug looked at me, Coach Campbell, and I'm like, "Holy moly!" And that was that was very After exciting. That shot, it, it felt like six hours has gone by until that pin rolled over and took out the seven. Yeah, it's something I won't forget. That, that's as memorable as Kevin Fisher taking us out of districts with that ridiculous split he made. <laughs> nice. I'll never forget it. Story of teamwork and perseverance and camaraderie and great coaching and just a great culture. It's the Apopka Blue Daughter Bowling Program, now the national championship Apopka Blue Daughter Bowling Program. I do want to make one point to clear also before we go to break. It's We're the only national high school bowling champions ever because that was the first national tournament. So uh, forever more, you guys are going to be not only in the record books, but you're going to be in the record books as the very first high school national bowling champion as sanctioned by the United States Bowling Congress. I have to ask a question. Demetrius, did anybody uh, roll tape on, on on the tournament? Any film that's going to be up on YouTube? Yeah, I have I have some. Uh, I believe uh, Keeper's father has some. Uh, and I know Sue Moyer, who is, uh, uh, I don't know what we could call her. She's our team photographer, team video keeper team statistician team <laughs> i mean she just she's gonna be sorely missed next year because she keeps track of everything and all the newspapers in town rely on her to get all the pictures and photos and videos so i mean we could put some up on youtube if that's what you guys uh if you think it'd be a good idea we can get a bunch of videos a and great do that idea 
that would be a great idea because I'm sure a lot of people here at Apopka would love to see that action, especially if you happen to have that uh, that split on there. Yeah, and you know, and, and here we are at August 5th, um, and the boys will tell you we're we're about three weeks away from starting practice to uh, to start on our quest for a fourth, an unprecedented fourth straight state title. Uh, you know, we, there's no rest for the wicked. I mean, we have the, the thing about the bowling is it's been like all year long. That a lot of these guys we went to Indianapolis for the Junior Gold, came back, went to this uh, national event going to have a little rest, school's going to start, and we start the season again. So it's not like football or baseball, you know, where it's three months out of the year, maybe four months, and then you're done. Uh, these guys are pretty much bowling all year long. Uh, when, when there's no high school bowling, there's there's various tournaments around the state, and there's a lot of United States Bowling Congress competitions, like Junior Gold, Teen Masters for high school, and... Um, you know, a lot of uh, scholarship and, events. And well, the, so they the keep going they pretty much it. year round, except for Keith Horton. And, he goes fishing. And, and no, I, joining us, guys. I try to, to, to shove off, but uh, thanks for joining us, members of the National <laughs> Championship of Popka Blue Dart Bowling Team. We'll be right back on Blue Dart Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central, coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter, and it's a great day at Porky's. The perfect place to get your weekend started is lunch at Porky's Barbecue in Apopka. Boy, Joe, that was pretty darn interesting. You had a chance to talk to now the national high school boys bowling team, our own Apopka Blue Darters. Do you think they'll get a chance to go to the White House and meet the president like other national champions? If they want Uh, to. (laughs) I'm sure they they won't get an invitation. Um, But what a great uh, accomplishment. And it's, yeah, we've been, so it's. a team that we've been following right from the get-go, from the from the first, and it's been wonderful to watch them grow and develop, and you know get their first state championship and their second state championship and their third state championship, and watch Petey Virgos get two individual boys state championships, and uh, watch Samantha finish second in the, in the state girls tournament, and she did great at, at the girls competition at the nationals as well. I think she finished second in the individual nationals. And um, now emerged as state champions. It was just a, it's a, it's a real, it's a real sta- great, it's a great story, and it's a great story for a popkit. Makes me wonder if they're ever going to have co-ed teams. Good question. I don't know. Uh, probably not, not in the future, because they've got it pretty well divided. You know, with they've got mm-hmm. boys and girls. You know, just kind of like, well, like football, boys baseball, and, you know, girls softball, things you like know, that. There's no contact. Basketball. But a uh, question for uh, the future, certainly. Well, Joe, we've got a uh, big remote broadcast coming up this afternoon on my hometown. Can you share that with us? Yeah, we're going to be over at U.S. Toys right uh, here in Apopka, right where the Dairy Queen is. The 436-441 split just before you get into Apopka. Right there, U.S. Toys. We're going to be broadcasting my hometown with um, Brian Morgan. And what's going on is the Apopka police 
and teachers are getting together and getting school supplies. And we'll be there live broadcasting, talking to everybody. So come on out. Support the police. Support the teachers. Because remember, teachers, they're, they're, take, they're molding young minds of mush for the future. And they need our help. And as we have learned from the programs we do, the Blue Daughter Sports Central series we do on the campus of Apopka High School, I, I'm truly amazed and gratified at the number of dedicated teachers that we have right here in Apopka, especially at Apopka High School. We get to see that firsthand. And a lot of the teachers are spending their own money on resources so they can help the students. Because a lot of the students coming in don't necessarily have books, pencils, or other things you need to learn and this is going to help them and also uh, we have some other great news um, not necessarily news but it's uh, an important update is a, once again a 1520 WBZW Apopka's hometown station will be broadcasting Apopka Blue Daughter football games live on the air Woo-hoo. Joe and I will be bringing those to you and we're real excited about that had a general manager Bill Files and I had a great meeting with our new principal, Mr. Matt Arnold, and oh, Fred Free CAD recently, and uh, real excited about uh, continuing our series of a popular Blue Daughter football broadcast. And those are um, supported, uh, sponsored by, of course, our friends at Florida Door Solutions and Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic. And let's talk a little bit about football. Of course, we finished 11 and 2 last season. We got knocked out of the playoffs by West Orange. In fact, that were the only team that beat us. We lost both games to West Orange. But it's a brand-new series season, and um, you know, I, I, Blue Darters are very optimistic about another uh, great season on the field. Well, they're coming back healthy, stronger, more experience under their belt. So, yeah, I think the Blue Darters are going to do extremely well this year. And we... Uh, kickoff our coverage will be with the preseason game that'll be once again against lake city columbia this year they'll be at home and so that game will be coming up friday night august the 19th and we'll have the play-by-play for you starting at 7 p.m yes this season all the games are 7 p.m except for one i forget which one it is that'll be a 7 30 start and um so and then our first regular season game will be a home game as well. We'll start the season with Okoy, the Okoy Knights, and get the regular season kicked off. And then right after that, we'll play uh, Edgewater Eagles. So we've got a season right around the corner and looking very forward to it. Of course, um, as you look down the schedule, uh, Wekaiva has some major changes. They've had a major coaching change. Their coach, Kennard Lang, left Wekaiva to go to Oak Ridge. And now they coach Rich Bettisom who had done an excellent job over the past two years as Edgewater's coach, um, has taken over the Mustangs. So that'll be an interesting development to see how that all unfolds. Yeah, every time there's a new coach, you have a new a new mindset. The team's going to buy into what the coach is trying to teach them and take to the field, and we'll see how well they perform against the Blue Darters. And, of course, the, the West Orange series is huge. It's it's almost impossible to over-dramatize it or... or, or um, that series, in fact, Popka has been playing Winter Garden football since 1933, our very first season of having football. Uh, back in the day, it was Lakeview High School. Now it's West Orange High School, but uh, as the public high school in, in Winter Garden. But um, you know, most recently, uh, in recent years, certainly during um, we the, the district championship comes down to the winner of, um, of West Orange and Apopka, or, or the or the two playoff spots, if you will. 
And uh, last year they were able to defeat us during the regular season and in the playoffs, knocked us out of the playoffs. But uh, one of the things that uh, looking ahead to that game and that program is West Orange had a very senior-heavy team. You sure know, they did. had phenomenal talent last year. Their quarterback, of course, was highly recruited by everybody, ended up going to Auburn, Woody Barrett. They were loaded at literally every position, great receivers, defensive backs, linebackers, linemen, the whole nine yards. Uh, but a lot of those guys were seniors, and they moved on. So it'll be a rebuilding slash reloading season for West Orange, and um, who knows, maybe we might have the advantage this year. And one thing we will not do is underestimate them because who knows you know, how deep their talent went. And uh, Coach uh, Head, uh, who's an excellent high school coach, has shown certainly a capacity to, to have very talented teams and do a great job of coaching. And uh, one of the things that's interesting about the West Orange series is uh, th- that, that individual battle between Coach Darlington and Coach Bob Head. Of course, Bob Head was the coach at Olympia for, for a number of years before going to West Orange. He built that program up to where they had excellent teams. And one of the things I just like to watch and observe as a fan – are the two different styles of play and the two different offensive philosophies. Because as we know, Coach Darlington believes strongly in having, you know, everything starts with your running game. Correct. Having an outstanding uh, ground game, of which he's truly a genius in putting it all together. We run out of this, the single wing offense, which again is kind of another Coach Darlington innovation. Uh, but Bob Head is known as a passing, for his passing game. He's a very skilled offensive uh, mind, and he prefers the passing game. So it, it's just interesting to see these teams match up for a lot of reasons, uh, but also to see the two uh, differing offensive styles and offensive philosophies. You know, and if you have a good receiver and someone that can really throw the ball, you, you can definitely move it, but it also opens you up to interceptions, fumbles. And uh, as Joe mentioned briefly, uh, one of the great things, one of the things about a popka to look at is that we've got a lot of our really excellent players coming back. Now, of course, we lost some players, which you always do, but we've got uh, two guys that stand out immediately are Dimitri Birch, who, you know, who takes the snaps out of the shotgun mm-hmm. um, in the single wing. It shows as a tailback. Uh, other, uh, when we're in the spread, it's known as the quarterback position. But um, after two solid years as a starter, especially as an outstanding runner, he, um, congratulations to Dimitri Birch. He's just signed, committed to play college football on scholarship for the South Florida Bulls. Outstanding. Recently. Good for him. Congratulations. And the other outstanding ball player you have to be mentioning is Deshaun Massey. All five foot one, solid muscle. Just a, just a football player, a great runner, but not just a great runner, an outstanding blocker, just an outstanding, versatile football player. He can catch the ball and run with it after the catch. And in my opinion, the most the most exciting high school football player in the state is right here on our own Apopka Blue Darters, five-foot-one-inch you know, Sean Massey. Yeah, he'll find a hole on the inside. He'll exploit it and just explode. Next thing you know, he's in the end zone plays with incredible passion and energy and he does things on the football field you just don't see anybody else do and part of as we always say he's only he's not tall as i said you heard that right he's five foot one inches but he's not small either he's a power packed of solid as a rock and he can uh, he can run over you he can run around you he can he can uh, he can leap over you and, and he does all those things over the course of a game and and we've seen him knock six foot two guys right out of the game and and he's an outstanding blocker and a very physical player as well. So those are just two of the guys that we look forward to watching 
this fall on a pop blue darter football. One other guy just that stands out also to mention is David Britzius, who had an excellent season as a starter his uh, sophomore year at the blocking, the crucial blocking back right. position at the single wing. Converted to linebacker last year, was having an outstanding season, and then got hurt and missed the rest of the season. So it was a big, it was a big blow to our defense last year. But he's healthy and, and, and back, and we look. I really, especially look forward to watching David Brissius play this year and you know, laying the wood to the to the opposing running backs. And that he definitely will, Roger. Well, friends, we're up on our next break. I want to remind you, we're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. Perfect place to start your weekend is Porky's in a Popka. Lunch at Porky's in a Popka. Also, want to let you know about a couple of great things happening at Porky's. Of course. You hear about and you know about the Porky's Hump Day Special that's only available on Wednesdays. It's not on the menu. You have to ask for it. But I want to give you a heads up and you know get you thinking about that for, for this coming Wednesday or any Wednesday. It's the Porky's Hump Day Special. It's Porky's famous jumbo pulled pork sandwich. Two of their excellent sides and a drink for just six seventy five. That's right, just six seventy five. It's the best lunch value in Central Florida and the most delicious as well. Also, want to let you know, of course, about Bike Night. Every Thursday, Porky's has the best bike night in Central Florida. And now, as a, uh, a spinoff of Bike Night, there's now the car show at Porky's, and that's the second Tuesday of every month right here at Porky's Original Barbecue, 356 East Main Street. Showtime starts at 7 p.m. Well, friends, we'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. It's a great day to be in a popular Blue Darter, and we're coming to you live with a great bunch of Blue Darters from Porky's Original Barbecue, right in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, a lot of... People are getting their weekend started right now with lunch at Porky's, and we encourage you to come up and do the same. Joe, it's very interesting hearing. It's always great to talk to our Blue Darter bowling team, but now they've added another credential, another big piece of hardware to the trophy keys, uh, case uh, to go along with their th- three state championships, to go along with Petey Virgo's two s- state individual championships now they've got a national championship in the trophy case so that's going to be let's see four rings on their finger one for each of the the state championships now the national they're going to have to put rings on their thumb when they win this year for the fourth time and the thing is a lot of these guys are coming back uh to bowl this year in high school and maybe a lot of them are even coming back the next year so it's just a phenomenal story and it's a great bowling culture and once again, and it's a great story of teamwork. It's a great story of support from parents, uh, as, a, as a, exactly. a, exemplified by Pete Virgos and I mean by Demetrius Virgos and all the other parents as well. It's a great story of community support. One thing we didn't get into uh, on the program today, but when these guys are competing here in their regular season schedule around Central Florida. They have huge, just like the football team, just like mm-hmm. other sports, they have huge crowds. 
uh, huge crowds go to their home matches at Wekaiva Brunswick Bowling Lanes here in Apopka, but huge crowds follow them to these highly competitive uh, road matches as well. So athletic director Fred Priest said he has to bring a, uh, a step ladder so he can look over the crowds that are there. There are that many people, and it's loud, it's boisterous, it's passionate, and that's what the Apopka fans are showing. They're showing their passion for this team. Yeah, Mr. Um, Guthrie, Doug Guthrie, our former principal, was uh, very supportive of the bowling team. I saw every every match I went to, he was there. Um, you know, his wife, Melanie, of course, who was supportive of all the, the athletic teams in Apopka. And, of course, she's a Apopka graduate. And then uh, Mayor Kilsheimer has been to bowling matches and supported the team. It's, uh, Sammy Ruth, Commissioner Sammy Ruth, is always there uh, to support Commissioner Velasquez. Uh, it's, it's, you'll see her often at the bowling matches. And those are just a few names I'm throwing out. But it's sure. the point is that is the level of community support. Uh, and I think that's a big part of the success story. And a lot of the faculty as well of Apopka High School comes out to the various different sporting events. Oh, and speaking of sporting events, you know, you can get that season pass, $50. You get a ticket for every single sporting event, that a home event at Apopka High School, whether it's baseball, basketball, volleyball, badminton. They don't have a badminton team, do they? Well, whatever the sport is, you get a, a pass in there. And if you get the booster for $70, you get choice parking and choice seating. You cannot beat that. Just call Fred Priest at the school. I don't have his number, so you can't yeah, give it. Yeah, it's almost uh, an unbelievable value, actually. I think that you can get not only, we're not talking about only football tickets. That's right. I mean, it's a ridiculous value if we're just talking about football tickets. But you can get an entire season pass for football and every other sport. Every other sport um, for just $50. And as Joe said, if you want to upgrade to the booster, it's just $70. And the other point to make, too, is virtually every sport is is outstanding. Yes. We have an outstanding sports culture at Apopka High School. And and one other point that you always make, Joe, is the games are really entertaining. It's great, fun, wholesome entertainment. You know, if you're a sports junkie, you have to get this ticket. Especially, it's the Blue Daughters. Their whole sports program is a championship program. And, like, I think it was Fred Priest who said, that's over a $600 value for $50. Or $70. So, anyway. And one of the great things that does characterize a popular Blue Dollar Athletics is, is the community support, the fan support, the, the support of the town. And that's been going on for at least uh, 50 to 60 or 70 years. 1933, and, is that and, what you and said? We, and we see it happening uh, to this day right now. And it's I think one of the things that makes us a, the great things about the Apopka community and one of the, the unique great things about the Apopka community. Well, uh, let's talk a little in our remaining moments. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other sports. Now, fall sports will be starting here in a couple of weeks once uh, school gets started. Flag football? Flag fo- well, that's actually, I think, a spring sport. Is that a spring sport? Okay. Um, but an outstanding culture there under the leadership of Coach Matt Hooverus. They have a state championship on, on their resume. Um, now, of course, the bowling guys, they've, they've up, they've raised the bar now. Now we need to start talking about national championships. Exactly. With these other programs. But kind of just kidding there. But, um, but uh, coach, uh, basketball is around the corner too, and it's very interesting to, to follow and watch the progress of Coach Scott Williams and his passion and his energy as he embarks upon building a Popka basketball or returning a Popka basketball to an elite program. And it will be a very interesting uh, thing because we'll be out at the games this year. 
Looking the forward home, to the, the Apocalypse Blue Rider basketball game of the week on 1520 WBZW, where we'll be look forward to being joined by Dr. Patrick St. Germain as color analyst. And I know that uh, Coach Williams has, has invested tremendous, the kind of tremendous energy that you need to invest to have an elite program. He's working tirelessly around the clock, around the year, and I know they had a great summer program. And uh, we're just looking forward to seeing uh, Coach Scott Williams in year two of a Popka Blue Dollar basketball. I love his passion. Now, also, as we close out, um, Coach Lassiter joined us last week here at, at, at on Blue Dollar Sports Central at Porky's, and a Popka ba- baseball is um, looking forward to another great year too. And Coach Lassiter's done a great job of of rebuilding the the culture of Popka Blue Dollar baseball. Now, this is an opportunity to, to to let you know about the return, another edition of our Friday night series at Porky's, Blue Daughter Sports Central. That'll be next Friday, August the 12th, right here at Porky's, 7 p.m., another edition of Baseball and Barbecue at Porky's. And we're very pleased and excited to, we'll be featuring the teams from the Connie McCamrick era as head baseball coach at Apopka, and that was from 1966 to 1968. And to briefly let you know, Coach Hamrick took over a program that was just failing miserably, uh, maybe winning a game a year or something like that for a year or two, um, immediately embarked on a rebuilding program just like Scott, Coach Scott right. Williams is doing in basketball, won a few games that first year, and then by 1967 had gotten a winning season, and then his final year at Apopka went... 18-5 and five and won the Orange Belt Conference and had one of the truly elite programs in the state of Florida. Uh, and that's the coach and that's the, the guys that, that, from my perspective, really reestablished Apopka and really laid the, 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 the ground floor tr- uh, foundation of Apopka Blue Daughter Baseball to this day. It was the team that really a, a lot of younger kids such as myself, including myself, Donnie Kirkland, the Pittman, uh, Bowen Scott Pittman, a lot of the the younger kids in Apopka really begin to see those guys, go to the games, get enthused and energized by those guys, and begin to set our own hopes and dreams and goals to one day be Apopka Blue Darters. And, um, so anyway, we're pleased to honor Coach Connie McCamrick. He'll be on the phone from North Carolina. Oh, nice. And um, members of that team will be here. David Logan, who was an outstanding uh, all-conference catcher, three-year starter on that team. Clyde McCoy, who was a outstanding outfielder and also a great football player. And David Logan was a great football player for the Blue Daughters as well. And Johnny Pumphrey, who was also a football player and the starting second baseman on the Connie Mack era, a popular Blue Daughter baseball team. So be here at Porky's a week from tonight, a week from tonight, 7 p.m. on baseball and barbecue at Porky's Original Barbecue. Come on up and see us. Well, that's going to be it for the day. Thank you to Joe on location and Jeff in the studio. Have a great day. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.